0: Welcome back, everyone. This is the Author Revolution Podcast, and I'm your host, Carissa Andrews. Thanks so much for joining me today. I know I've said it a lot, but I truly appreciate that you've chosen this podcast to be on your list of ways to spend your author education time. I think you are really going to like this episode a lot. We're going to be talking about something that I talk about in my in-person workshops and presentations because it's a crucial one for getting out of your own way. Are you ready? All right, so what am I talking about? Author imposter syndrome, my friends. So, if you're saying, uh, what the heck are you talking about, Krissa? Well, you're not alone for starters. But author imposter syndrome is just like any other imposter syndrome. It takes form in refusing to accept ourselves as authors, and perhaps even despite many articles or scribblings and both published and unpublished books that we have under our belts. Worse yet, it does paralyze us because we're scared to death someone will tell us that we're no good and we shouldn't even be able to call ourselves an author. So as it turns out, imposter syndrome is when, despite many accomplishments and accolades, we feel as though we're a fraud. So many of us will take this a step further, embracing the terrifying perception that one day we'll be found out, or maybe even worse yet, called out for being the imposter we actually are. Now, when in fact, this is actually our subconscious trying to convince us that our successes are undeserved and perhaps that we're deceiving not only ourselves but those around us. Ugh, what a terrifying way to live, right? And it's actually a pretty common phenomenon. So let's geek out for just a minute here. So according to a 2011 report by the Behavioral Science Research Institute, as many as 70% of millennials are struggling with imposter syndrome on some level. Holy cow, 70%. Now, even if you're not a millennial, I'm not, this is actually a staggering number. So, interestingly, those who are most susceptible to its symptoms tend to be people willing to put themselves out on a limb, those reaching for growth and evolving. So, this means creatives, high achievers, and CEOs. They're often the ones that are struggling with this skewed worldview. Many will push past it, and you can too. So the term author-imposter syndrome was first introduced in the 70s by two women, Pauline R. Clance and Suzanne A. Imes, and they were noticing a trend at the time where high-achieving, intelligent women felt as though they weren't as intelligent or capable as their peers deduced. Weird, right? Throughout the years, though, this phenomenon and this bizarre notion that we now call imposter syndrome has been identified to strike pretty much equally among men and women. So let's just say it doesn't discriminate. But ironically, as it turns out, the majority of the time, these fears are just that fears. People who feel this way are typically more than competent enough to handle whatever job requirements or tasks they're trying to overcome. However, for some reason, they've convinced themselves otherwise. So this might include you. I have something I want you to hear. So this is Webster's definition of being an author. Number one, the writer of a literary work, such as a book. Or number two, one that originates or creates something. Notice how it doesn't say you have to be published by one of the top five publishers. It doesn't mean you have to even self-publish. It just means you are the writer of a literary work or a creative person who is working on something. So if you've been working on your story or creating an article, blog post, novel, or even published many times before, yes, you are already an author right now, not someday in the future. Okay. So, author imposter syndrome takes shape in five different ways. And we're going to go over the five archetypes because it's important to know that you are not the first author who has ever felt this way, and you certainly will not be the last. But the good news is, once you identify which one or multiples you might be, you have ways to combat it. Are you ready? All right, so the first author imposter archetype is the perfectionist. Are you one of the authors who wants everything to be perfect before ever making another move? Has your manuscript sat on your hard drive for months, years, or more for you to clean up every last line edit, plot twist, and have the time for the perfect marketing runway? Do you set super high goals for yourself and hate to miss the mark? I am totally one of those. So how about wanting to take on everything because you're the only one you trust? Hmm. If any of this sounds familiar, you're probably a perfectionist. So perfectionism and imposter syndrome are practically bad buddies. I mean, Think about it. If you have a perfectionist view and you view your own work as not quite up to par, how can you ever accept your accomplishments up to this point? So, perfectionists are rarely satisfied with their results and they're constantly striving to do better. While this can be a good thing, obviously, it can also get in the way when you want to finalize a big project like a novel or like a series of novels, and you need to find a way to be able to combat that and get out of your own way. So, one of the ways to do this is to consciously make the decision to move before you think you're ready. Scary, I know. However, it does push you past your comfort zone and into the realm of getting things done. So remember, this should be your mantra. Done is better than perfect. Or you can look at it this way, progress and not perfection. Either one is really great for this type of archetype and it will help you move forward. You have to remember, No one is reading your it'll be perfect someday novel, but they could be reading your 97% perfect novel today. The choice is really yours. And I got to be honest, this totally is one of my hangups, and it has been in the past. I have a propensity for wanting things to be done exactly the way I envision them. And this means I take on a lot more sometimes than I need to. While I do tend to get things done, I overload myself sometimes to the point of insanity, which is not a good thing at all. So here's another thing that we perfectionists need to focus on. What needs to be done and what do we just want to be done? What's effective versus what's just busy work? Because if we are just working on the things that feel easy to us or we're able to knock them off of our to-do list quickly they might not be the big things that are going to actually help us push forward on our big project goals. Remember what I talked about last week and last week's episode about that focus and, and making sure that you're working towards something that is one of your big goals. So as soon as we can answer all of that for ourselves, we become more potent. And so another way to be able to combat this type of archetype is by setting a new goal that you can start right now. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to set that goal. Maybe it's just to write for an hour a day. Whatever it might be, decide on what your goal is. And then I want you to tell someone that same day. Yes, that same day. Next, I want you to set up as though you are 100% sure that you are going to reach that goal. So for instance, put your book up on pre-order on Amazon before it's ready. Amazon now lets us put books up for pre-order up to a year in advance. That's a big, long runway. Get it up there. Get your cover up there. Maybe do the book blurb and let it rock and roll for a little while until your book is ready. But make a move now. All right, the second archetype is the superman or superwoman. So do you push yourself to work harder, longer, or more often than most authors you know, simply for the privilege of calling yourself an author? How do you handle your downtime? Do you freak out? Are vacations a waste of time because you could be working on your book instead? Now, you got to remember all of these types of mentalities are really just a way of masking an insecurity that you have about your place in your author career. So workaholics have an innate drive to prove themselves, but ultimately their insecurity pushes them past the brink of healthy. So that is not good. Learning how to face your insecurities and overcoming them will give you a platform for growth. And this can be working more on your internal dialogue, which is super important because our mindset is really what guides the direction of where we go. Our thoughts become things and you have to remember that. So setting personal goals to spend more time with family and friends or things doing things that make you happy is really important. Make sure that they are things outside of your novel or book writing endeavors. Another way you can combat this is by learning to take a deep breath and stop searching for external validation. Ouch, right? I get it. I totally identify with this one. But instead Focus a little bit more on your work-life balance and maybe pick up that hobby like I said. Find something that can help you to untangle your web of nervous energy like yoga or tai chi or doing something that just really gets you out into nature and helps you just de-stress. The third imposter archetype is called the natural genius. So does this sound like you? Do most things come very easily to you? And when they don't, do you assume you're automatically bad at it? What about a track record for getting straight A's? Or picking up something new super quickly? Natural geniuses are similar to perfectionists in that they set these ridiculously high bars, but their gauge isn't about perfection for them. It's actually more about getting things right the first time around. So they view having to redo something or spending time learning as failure because they should have been able to grasp it on the first go round. You'll find authors with this problem will avoid challenges and concepts that they feel they're not super great at. And perhaps they can be as specific as learning Amazon ads or as broad as launching their book in general. I totally get this one a lot because for me, I pick things up very quickly, usually after the first time learning something. But there are aspects of this industry that are more difficult than others. Amazon ads definitely being one of them. And sometimes it just takes work. Sometimes it just means digging in a little bit deeper. So those of you who do push past the initial knee-jerk reaction over these challenges may find your confidence shaken a little bit if things don't work out the right way. So if that sounds like you, keep going, okay? In order to combat this archetype, you really do need to challenge your perceptions. Sometimes things in life come quickly, and sometimes they don't. So if you have a skill set you've been putting off because it hasn't been giving you the results you expected, I want you to dig a little bit deeper. Take a little more in depth course or trial and error with an A B testing. Get into the weeds until you unravel the whole mystery because you definitely can. Now, the fourth imposter is called the rugged individualist. These imposters loathe asking for help. They feel like if they have to reach out for assistance, it unmasks them as the frauds that they are, so they simply won't do it. Instead, They'll either go all out on their own trying to learn, accomplish, and do everything without anyone else's input, or they will turn to people that they would normally ask for help. And instead of asking, they delegate in a way that makes it a requirement of the other person and not a personal need from them. So if this sounds like you, the one way to combat this author-imposter archetype is by doing the thing you're going to hate the most. Yep, you guessed it. Ask for that help. Did you know most people appreciate seeing even the semi-vulnerability in others? Not only does it give you some credibility as being a human being, what? You're not a freaking machine? But it gives the other person the opportunity to shine in collaboration with you. And that is super, super awesome. Believe it or not, you do have people around you who have their own awesome strengths. So why not utilize them, right? The final author imposter archetype is the expert. There is never enough training to satiate the expert author imposters. No matter what they've learned and overcome, they always feel as though they need to learn more in order to be viewed as the expert author. Even when readers or fellow authors can see it, these imposters will usually feel as though they've somehow managed to trick them into this belief and that their perception of them isn't really reality. They live in fear of being found out as a fraud so they will shy away from writing books or releasing them into the wild until they have 100% of the criteria they feel they should have. Unfortunately, in this ever-changing field of digital media, the rules are constantly in flux. So this can put the expert into full-on panic mode as they try to keep up with the latest publishing and marketing trends. And trust me, yes, I know, because for me, I have a lot of things that I feel like I need to know the most about, and it gets to the point where it's really difficult to move forward and launch something if I feel like I still need to research just a little bit more. So I get you. I feel you, definitely. But how do we go ahead and combat this one? Well, we sit down and we assess all of our strengths and skills. I want you to give yourself a pat on the back when it's due because I'll bet you there's a hell of a lot more that you've accomplished than you realized. So make a list of everything that you've done and prove it to yourself. In fact, take out a piece of paper and a pen right now, and I want you to write down the top 20 accomplishments you managed to get done in 2019. Deal? I'll bet you there's a lot more than you realize that you've knocked out. So after turning a critical eye to how I operate, I actually find that a lot of these archetypes, come to me in phases and a lot of them will even tie together in, at the same time. So sometimes I can be all five of them. Sometimes I am just one of them. And they crop up in different points of my author journey depending on what I'm doing. I'm not always one or the other, so you might not be either. If multiple sound like you, embrace them all or take a look at how to overcome them whenever they crop up because that's how you're going to move forward. So that brings me to question time. Which one of the archetypes do you identify with most right now? I would love it if you'd leave me a comment on iTunes or head over to Other Revolution's online community on Facebook and let me know there. Let's discuss the ways that we can combat this mind game and how we can achieve all of our goals this year because it's going to be a great year. Now don't forget, if you liked this podcast episode, leave me a review wherever you listen. And if for some reason it won't let you, feel free to email me at carissa at authorrevolution.org, and I'll share it on my website if you'll be happy with that. Otherwise, I will still read it live on the air. All right, guys, that wraps up our talk on author imposter syndrome. I hope you found it super helpful, and if nothing else, a relief to know that you are not alone. Every author goes through these exact same thoughts and fears, even Maya Angelo. Don't forget that if you want to go over the show notes, find clickable links to anything that we talked about today, or reach me online. You can also go to authorrevolution.org forward slash 11. Next week, I want to talk about writing a series and how to go ahead brainstorming and organizing your concept. This should be a total fun one. So make sure you have your pen and paper ready and get ready to put your thinking cap on. It's going to be a lot of fun. Until next time, go forth and be awesome.